Hey there, classmates. In the very last moments of the show, we have some technical difficulties dealing with the stream and uh, losing power to one of the laptops for the stream. So there's a little bit there where the audio kind of drops out. Please bear with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, classmates, and welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class Gab and Chatter Edition for Saturday, August 27th, 2022. I'm your host for today, Joseph. I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. And on this episode, the gang is streaming live to the internet. And Shia LaBeouf is now a man of God. Plus, Ezra Miller is back at the table with Warner Brothers Brass and some new release reviews. Ah, yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna put this camera back on me real here, real quick. <laughs> um, yeah. We're live. We are live on streaming on internet TV, on Twitch TV. Yes. How our... dare you not uh, start this conversation with an apology to me? For what? For who? From who? For what? For both. For both of you, because uh, <laughs> not to let the curtain, uh, not to pull the curtain already, back. Behind. It's happened already. It's happened already. Not to pull the curtain back a little bit, but uh, so. There's been a couple of episodes where I have mentioned something, something, and something. I, I don't want to get censored again. <laughs> I'm getting censored. Just say, just say it. No, I'm not. Because I'm you have gonna... to explain it. Okay. So, in the last episode, we uh, discussed... Well, not the last episode. Two episodes ago, we discussed that uh, I like to describe my... Uh, my uh, Savalis as uh, what, uh, what as, is a, that? as as a <laughs> <laughs> and I keep getting censored. I, I, I don't I, I don't understand the executive power that you guys <laughs> feel that you have over me on the <laughs> verbiage that I use for my genitalia. But we don't I, we don't want it to leak. We're doing it for the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. The greater good. Because. Uh, it makes it's confusing more than anything. How is it confusing? <clears throat> use it's it, not, a, it's use a, it in a sentence. Use it in a sentence. Use it. Yeah. No, use, because I'm going to get censored. Just but, 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 use it in a sentence. Okay, so uh, I uh, took the position and uh, <laughs> <laughs> used my <laughs> to. Uh, Your what? Uh, <laughs> you took the position. What position? <laughs> you know the the, the position for uh, a relation for marital's. Yeah, what's, for relations. what's the position? You, you only have the one. <laughs> you guys know the one. Yeah, yeah, you know the one. It's uh, it, it's a uh, uh, prison style. Face in the pillow. <laughs> Your face in the pillow. Explain so <laughs> don't, much. Uh, Explain so much. Don't 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 worry about it. All right, so here, listen, listeners. So, anyways, we're viewer, live. Yeah, listeners and viewers. Hi, by the way. We're on uh, yes. our benevolent overlord. Welcome to the show, Jesse and Milk of Stab Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Milk's behind the behind the, the the curtain right now, pulling the strings. Yeah, making Tyler talk about his standing wang. by with a giant cane, about to pull Tyler off yeah. the stage. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call that? Tos. We got tos striked. Terms of service strike. Oh yeah, for talking. I think, I think so. Yeah, for talking about uh, whatever that is that you call your wang. Yeah, that, well, my, yeah, my. <laughs> But um, <laughs> <laughs> last week we had Jason from Binge Movies invade our Gavin Chatter, mm-hmm. and yeah. he, he eloquently described the fact that there's my all, biggest fan. Yeah, he is. He's in. He's in the Tyler fan club, local mm-hmm. uh, Akron, Ohio, Ohio edition. Yeah, 
<clears throat> and he says it, it doesn't make sense because there's already a bird-related slang for a wang. Yeah. Yeah. And but then it, also, it's he's, there's blue. already a bird-related term for the penis, which is the cock. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's, it's, it's already a bird oh, that, that, slang. That, but that, that, I'm not trying to work <clears throat> blue, you know? I'm trying to... But you to... call it your savalis? <laughs> your telly savalis? Yeah, exactly. Just made that word yes. up. It's, a, it's an actor. Not, no, He's it's an actor. an actor, yeah. A stinking, sweaty, greased-up, bald guy named Sweat, Sweaty Savalis. Ew. <laughs> and Tyler wants to name his wang after him. That's not true. Might as well call it, like, the DeVito. Yeah. The DeVito. <laughs> yeah. It's not that short. <clears throat> Okay, it's just, but it's that Anyways, wide. Anyways, like, that, that wide. That's not. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some girth. There's some width. I like how Anyways. we pulled it all back together. To, we put an actor in there, so we yeah. put the trademark movie spin on this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie <laughs> penis talk. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into some gab and chatter. Gladly, please. <laughs> let's get off. Find some charity, new <laughs> lad. Now's the time for Gab and Chatter. No apologies will be had from, no. for you, Tyler, All for right, that. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Uh, Gab and Chatter, what, uh, what do you have to Gab and Chatter about that is non-genital uh, related, <laughs> non-bird related? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I have an article from the playlist.net. And uh, so Shia LaBeouf is uh, trying to make a comeback in the film industry. And so he's starring in a Catholic movie or a, a Catholicism sort of uh, flavor for a movie. Um, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> my favorite flavor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the title says Shia LaBeouf says he com- contemplated suicide before he converted to Catholicism <laughs> for his uh, Padre Pio role. Hmm. And so this is coming off of the... Uh, the stories of where he was uh, charged with sexual battery and abuse uh, to his uh, former girlfriend, and uh, which is uh, FKA Twigs, which I've never heard of before. Is that a um, recording artist? She's a musician. Yeah, she's yeah, okay. she's a mu. She, yeah, and so she sued him for sexual battery and assault less than two years ago, and. The trial is going to be set for next April, hmm. and uh, somehow he's still finding work, which is surprising because I remember he was like a, basically like a pariah uh, for Hollywood. I think he's just hard uh, to hard to work with. He seems like kind of an asshole. Yeah, I, I think uh, the last movie he did was Honey Boy. I mm. think so. Maybe okay. I, I'm not sure. Uh, he was great in Honey Boy too. He was playing his uh, his his dad. Yeah, the the role he was born to play. Yeah. So in the interview, LaBeouf said he contemplated suicide after facing shame like I had never experienced before, following a series of public scandals that included Barnett suing him as well as a court ordered rehab. He goes on quoting as saying, "At this point, I'm nuclear." Nobody wants to talk to me, including my mother. His own mother doesn't even want to talk to him. I don't think that's what nuclear means. I, 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 nuclear. I know I mean, that's not you saying that, but Shia, yeah, that's not what nuclear means. I yeah. think he's thinking radioactive. Yeah, It's a byproduct of the nuclear uh, yeah. fission or cooling process. He goes on saying, the manager's not calling, the agent's not calling, I'm not connected to the business anymore. 
The deep sense of shame and isolation led to su- suicidal ideation for the actor. I had a gun on the table, which you know Jesus. what? I can, I can. Oddly, I can see that like Shia LaBeouf, like in like a tank top, like in like one of those like wife beater tank tops. The tattoo he got for the, with the a, tax collector with a with like a like a bulb uh, on a string hanging down <laughs> over a car table with a gun and a glass of whiskey, and he's just like. I don't know, man. I just got to end it all. I love the the like the visual guide that you've given us along with that. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't want to be alive anymore when all that when all this happened. Shame like I had never experienced before. The kind of shame that you forget how to breathe. You don't know where to go, which uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a celebrity, so there's going to be a certain amount of, and I, I think uh, Shia is a intelligent person. Like he, he, I feel like he is, he under, like he's self-aware rather than like someone like, I don't know, maybe Brad Pitt or something like that. Who, if he was self-aware, he would realize that he's being a dickhead to everybody. And this is the consequence of that. Like he's, he's a pariah for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, and it's not because he's self-aware. It's because he doesn't give a fuck. I think maybe this is the start of the self-aware journey. Yeah, that's 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 more right. Apt, probably more of an apt <laughs> uh, but observation. He I was th- on a podcast <clears throat> with John yes. Bernthal. Yes, and where he talks about like all this stuff, how he talks about like, oh yeah, I I hurt that woman, I hurt, I beat her, I abused her, and like now I'm basically Jesus doing all this shit, and now I'm, <laughs> but and now he's and now he's like aware that he's dealing with it. Yeah, and then he, um, <clears throat> here's the weird thing, though. Okay. Is that LaBeouf continues to, not, to deny the allegations against him as the court case looms next spring. Maybe, so the, it's maybe like, those specific charges because he's on trial. He's not yeah, ready to cop to those maybe, yet. Yeah, maybe that was like his like lawyer's like choice. Like, yeah, don't, don't, don't admit anything. I've done a don't lot of bad anything. things in my life, but I didn't do that. <clears throat> yeah, um, so it's... It's interesting that, okay, it's, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, so he goes on to saying, I know now that God was using my ego to draw me to him, drawing me away from worldly desires. It was all happening simultaneously, but there would have been no impetus, impetus? Uh, for, imp- impetus uh, for me to get in my car, drive up to the monastery if I didn't think, oh, I'm going to save my career. So it's a monastery. <laughs> so I'm I, religious now. Let me go to a monastery. So I'm, I, I'm just, conf- <laughs> I'm confused because it's like he is admitting that he was a bad person and mm-hmm. that he abused woman. He abused a woman that he did, does not name in this interview. Mm-hmm. And however, he is denying the allegations well, like, you just explained it yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that. <laughs> you just said that maybe a lawyer did it. Yeah, but that's not the point of the story. Though. The no, point of the wh- story though is that he came to to know Christ to save his career, and now he's in a Catholic based movie. Yes. Uh, uh, you said he converted. Is this the first his... time you watched, read this article right now? Right in front uh, no, of, no, right no, on no, camera. No, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you said he converted to Catholicism for the movie, and then if he didn't do that, he would have killed himself. Uh yes yeah he 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 would have taken his own life. I think uh, that Shyla is just f- full of shit. This I, the whole article is bullshit. He's on 
the uh, I, I number agree. one podcast in the country, the John Bernthal Hour. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's spilling his guts and he's telling us whatever we want to hear. This is all part of the act. This is all part of the act. Jesus. Trained actor, Shia LaBeouf. God damn. I think, you were, I think you're on to something the next there. Because of Miller. <clears throat> Someone has to take the throne from Miller. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I just think I think Shia, like he's a he's a really good actor. Like I've pretty much loved everything that he's been in. I uh, just in the chat, Robert Best says Peanut Butter Falcon's the last movie he saw with Shia in it, and uh, it was pretty good. And that's actually was after Honey Boy. Oh those, those yeah, Honey Boy, Peanut Butter Falcon, The Tax Collector, then Pieces oh, yeah. of a Woman. He was like the it was like a two, it was like a two like a two hand. Yeah. Basically, him and one of his like love or whatever, and that and then that's it. No other features. Mm-hmm. He also goes on to saying that he denies that he was fired from uh, Olivia <clears throat> Wilde's directorial that. debut. That was almost my. Which, that was almost one of my news stories, but it, it's so he said, she said in gray. There is yeah. actually is a um, like an Instagram reel video of Olivia Wilde of Olivia Wilde where she says, "No, I fired Shia," and Shia's like, "No, fuck you, I quit." That's not true at all. And then a, a video. You can't fire me. I quit. No, like he fought, he he's saying I actually quit. And then she was trying to save him. And she's like, no, 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 no. I didn't want him there. I, uh, there was beef between her, him and Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. And then oh. an Instagram video came out of Olivia Wilde driving saying, hey, I don't think I'm ready to give up on this thing, Shia. Let's get back together. Maybe you and maybe this is a wake up call for a flow, Florence. Uh, Pew, <laughs> he's like maybe you guys can calls her squash your beef and blah blah blah, and I'm like that set just seems chaotic. Yeah, seems like yeah. Well, the movie's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so it doesn't affect my opinion about the how the movie's going to be yeah. at all. I think. Uh, I mean, Shia has enough loot to uh, live for the rest of his life without working. So it's he's like got Transformers money. <laughs> That's right. No, he's got he's got that holes money. He's got Disturbia money. <laughs> Disturbia. He, he's got a. Hey, I love that movie. That's a good one. Not even Steven. He, uh, even he's got, Stevens. He's got that Eagle Eye money. Yeah, Eagle, Eagle Eye. Money. Yeah, Eagle Eye. Don't sleep on Eagle Eye. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. I've seen that movie once. I told you not to sleep on it, and here you are sleeping on it. Uh, well, you know. Uh, I'm perpetually tired. <laughs> I, had a, I had a difficult week, okay? So I'm I'm perpetually tired. Oh, always me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pity party for one. Yeah, they, that's exactly <laughs> over right. Over the utility closet over there. Invitation, none. <laughs> for you guys. Cool. Uh, is that all you got? Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Um, I don't have any specific stories. I was going to talk about the Olivia Wilde, uh, Shia LaBeouf bit a little bit, but it's 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 still developing. Yeah, right. It's still developing. Um, <clears throat> but I do have some movies that I've watched, um, upcoming movies and movies that have been released recently that I wanted to go over. <laughs> and like I said in the past, we don't really have a great uh, you know spot in the show for these movies. It's not like we have a a segment dedicated to upcoming releases. We, it all gets kind of like swept under the rug unless it's a what is that a show field trip you know, yeah brand yeah. new field trip episode yeah. so i got some fun movies that i watched coming up and some not so fun movies that i watched and i'm going to go through them right now all right okay so <clears throat> so the first one is called man eater it's a shark movie <laughs> based on the video game uh it's not based off the mini video game Damn um, <laughs> i know um but it is it is a shark movie man eater yeah and uh this one is this one's not good. Mm-hmm. This is not not a great. Oh, movie. it's not good. Oh. No, it's um, shame. 
yeah. So the really funny part is, I mean, there are some really good performances in it. Like the main, the main actress is uh, Nikki Whalen. Um, I think she's Australian. I want to say she's Australian. It's shot in um, some tropical island somewhere in the uh, Caribbeans, I think. But the second lead is Trace Atkins. The uh, oh my god, the, the honky tonk, badonka donk. Yeah, the honky tonk, badonka bunk guy. <laughs> honky tonk, I'm gonna shoot a shark. And it's like, uh, hate to see her leave, but I hate to see her go, but love to watch her leave. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually had a, a small part in the recently released Old Henry. That uh, oh the oh yeah uh, Tim Blake Nelson movie. Tim Blake Nelson led uh, Western sort of movie. Yeah, with a interesting third act twist, which I didn't see coming. Which, like, anyways, Trace Atkins was, was good in that. I was like, damn, that fucking guy's got a cool voice. Who that is that country singer? Yeah, oh, uh, it's okay, come on to my property. And you're like, <laughs> he's got that really deep, gravelly voice, and it's yeah. like, oh, well, that makes sense. He's fucking Trace Atkins. Yeah. So in Maneater, <clears throat> written and directed by Justin Lee, um, it is. Here's the synopsis. Jesse and her friends' idyllic island vacation turns into a gruesome nightmare when they become the target of an unrelenting great white shark. Desperate to survive, she teams up with local sea captain, Trey Atkins, oh. <clears throat> to stop the vicious man-eater before it strikes again in this heart-pounding thriller. Actually, Trace Atkins doesn't play the captain. There's another guy who plays the captain. Trace Atkins is like a, a, somehow a native to this island. <laughs> with this really long hair, yeah. like like he's Samoan oh. or something like that, and then every other scene the hair is gone, and you're like, "Where's his hair? Wait, so are we supposed to believe that all that hair is under that little hat?" So they basically <laughs> just they basically just ripped off Jaws. No, not even close. It's uh, it's he the, well he I mean, has a he has a daughter who was eaten by the shark in a com- comedic fashion, <laughs> um, and then after that he's he he becomes the Quint of Jaws. So oh, he's, okay. he's talking about how he's going to kill that monster. And, you know, and the, all the local native sheriffs are like, uh, you can't do that. That's illegal. You can't take that kind of weaponry out in the ocean. He's like, watch me. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So it's, well, Trace Hopkins is not the lead. He's, he's the shark hunter. Okay. That essentially more or less saves the day. So <clears throat> the story's not really, uh, it's kind of non-existent. And it's really more confusing than anything, specifically how he loses his hair length. Oh, okay. <laughs> Over certain scenes, he's got short hair. Certain scenes, he's got long hair. And I'm like, is this a flashback? And it's like, there is a flashback in there, but it's to like a year prior. And that hair is like a five year growth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's some decent kills in it. Um, they use a, a mix of CGI and an animatronic and some like stock footage sh- oh, uh, shark okay. shots. Okay. Which actually, those shots actually work pretty well. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, more than anything, it's really cheesy and the budget really didn't allow it to be a great movie. So um, it's too much relying on the kills with no character development, even though they ask you to care about the characters. So it's like a, it's like a one and a half star movie. It's not, mm. not great. We're on a grading system. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, I, I've been rating these on Letterboxd. So I'd say this is probably like a D. Okay. D. It's a D. <clears throat> and I was listening to the Film Vault, and they were talking about uh, top five animal attacks. And one of their animal attacks was the... Uh, Sam Jackson getting bit in half in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Anderson's kind of going on about how he's like, I don't know why people are so crazy for Deep Blue Sea. Why is it? I watched it the one time. It was good enough. It's fun enough, I guess. But it's like <clears throat> in the pantheon of shark movies, how many good shark movies are like fun, entertaining, decent enough budget movie uh, to where it's actually like entertaining and engaging? It's like you got The Meg is pretty good. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea and then. Jaws. Jaws. Jaws is a fucking classic. 
Yeah. It's, it's entertaining on its own and it's a fantastic movie with, you know, remove the shark, replace it with any, any other sort of creature, but it's a really well-made shark movie. What else is there? Can you think of a single one? Open water? Mecha shark no, versus open. sharktopus? Yeah, you get these <laughs> shitty, uh, yeah, <laughs> shitty sci-fi movies and you get these low-budget movies and it's like, I don't want to bag on Maneater like too bad. It's just really, really low-budget. 47 yeah. meters down two. Yes, and actually, that was not too bad, actually, yeah, surprisingly. That was pretty good. There was a lot of cool shark action completely underwater. But yeah. it's like, once you get a really, like a... And I think the guy that directed Deep Blue Sea, I think is Jan de Bont, I, I think. I think who's the guy that uh, he directed Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, Deep Blue Sea. And... Had the same pacing as... The, that, the Reef? That, is that the Blake Lively one? Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was wrong. It's Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan, oh, okay. who did um, Cliffhanger. Yes. Oh, okay. And Driver and uh, Skip Trace. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, well, I'm just going to say the best uh, the best animal attack on film would have to be in Annihilation, the the, the bear scene. The bear. It's, it's and, arguable whether that's an animal or a mutant or a hybrid animal. And, I mean, it's definitely uh, a mutant. Yeah. A mutant bear. And the uh, bear attack in... Uh, the Revenant. The Revenant, yes. Yeah, yeah I was thinking more like uh, Fluffy from Something About Mary. <laughs> I was thinking about the rabbit from Monty Python. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that is uh, Man Eater that is uh, released by Saban Films, who makes Power Rangers. Saban. 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 Yes. Um, and that is... Uh, it is uh, on uh, digital and, and demand August 26th, which is yesterday as of recording this. Um, so you can give it a watch. Some people love, fucking love shark movies. It was entertaining enough, but uh, I'm more into like I like shark movies, but because I like monster movies and like yeah. a shark's not a monster, but like it is like almost on the line of like creature sure. feature versus yeah. Because like in like Deep Blue Sea, because they're like essentially mutated sharks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're their pituitary gland is increased so they can grow bigger and be smarter. <laughs> yeah. So you can harvest more of that sweet, sweet uh, Alzheimer's juice out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like shark movies too because when I was a young boy, um, I was on the swim. When I was a young boy. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Hold on. Can we, can we tell this to some really uh, sad music? Go ahead. So when I was a young boy, I used to swim in my public pool after swim practice and would be afraid that there would be sharks in the deep end. Afraid of the shark in the pool? That's well, a, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, but it's, like, it's, it's like a natural fear. Okay. It, it's, it's like so a natural an irrational fear. fear. Or How did you or know it, it was a natural scary, irrational fear? How did yeah. you know it was, it was scary in the, until it was implanted into your brain from the media? Hmm. That's a great so the media. That big shark. So, yeah, That's my see, biggest problem with shark movies is that sharks is like I mean, they are dangerous if you're in the water with a shark, but it's they not can like be dangerous. it's not. Yeah, it's not like you're being hunted by a fucking shark <laughs> <laughs> at any given moment. Yeah. There could be a shark right over your shoulder, you know. So it's like it kind of breeds this natural. I mean, sharks are just fish, you know. They're yeah, just like it, big, dangerous goldfish. It breeds a um, cultural disdain for the fish, which is you know lead, can lead to some bad things in in the natural world. So, anyways, yeah. it has. It, yeah, it has. Right. maybe that chick should have been swimming in the ocean. Trace Atkins' daughter. Sure, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's his home, too. That's Republican ideology. <laughs> hey, for real, though, if you go into, like, a, a, an a animal's natural habitat and you get eaten by it, it's like, shit, that's just life. 
It happens sometimes. You put yeah, yourself. Roll the dice. You, you're there. You put yourself. <laughs> roll there. the dice. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm in the jungle. How dare this fucking panther kill me? You know. <laughs> what did I do? I know why I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is orphan first kill. Ooh. So this was uh, this is distributed by Paramount <laughs> and it's streaming now on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um. So are you guys Did familiar? You like, yes, I'm familiar. Familiar with the first Orphan? Yes. Okay. Do you guys see it? Yes. Yes. It was thumbs up, thumbs down. It was creepy. Yeah. It was a thumbs up for me. Thumbs yeah. up. I mean, it's okay. I liked the twist. It was very good. I thought there was some really cool, creepy elements to it. I liked it. I'd I'd say it's probably like a you know B B minus maybe for me. Yeah, this I would is, agree with this that. This may be a little bit lower than that. It's like a C plus. Oh, or I so. think it gets it gets a lot of hype from the masses. Orphan? Yeah. Yeah, it's does it? Yeah, yeah I mean it it's kind of like it's one of these ones that that it's it's not really a slasher movie. It's not really a home invasion movie, but it yeah. also is both of those things in a weird way. Mm. It's not really like a demonic possession thing or a serial killer thing, but it kind of feels both that way. Yeah, it's like it's, this weird genre mishmash, and yeah. also this actual thing, which the twist is that at the, the the couple adopts the orphan. At the end, it turns out that she's a murderer, and she's not only she's not eleven; she's actually like thirty five, and she has a <laughs> yeah. disease, Estonian disease, that causes it's, you to look young. Yeah, yeah, it's so, uh, and that's happened in real life. Yeah, it does. So. It, it it's just um, is this Peter Peter Sarsgaard, right? Is on, mm, or is it no? It's, or is it? I don't know who's in the first as a one. dad. I don't know who's in the first one. Well, um, so the second one, this is called or- Orphan First Kill, and it's a prequel. And the really interesting thing about this, which I really admire the chutzpah from these people, <laughs> is that they, they cast Isabel Furman, who played the original Esther in Orphan, as yeah. a younger version of herself 20 years later. Yes. Oh, geez. So she is now an, an established adult. She was the lead in The Novice from last year, which was fucking great, the rowing mm-hmm. movie. That's like whiplash for a girl that's on a rowing team instead of a guy who's on a drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she crushed it. She's great. Great performance. And then in this, she's playing a someone who's supposed to be passing as a 10-year-old. Oh, or an 11-year-old. She's supposed to be even younger. Well, yeah. I, I guess she could still be passing for the same age, technically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without spoiling anything, she... Needs to get into a home. She escapes from her mental institution or whatever. And she does the old Titan thing where she uh, finds the poster of the missing kid. Oh. <laughs> she does the old Titan thing. You know <laughs> and, uh, and by the end of the movie, she finds she's, a car. she's birthing a Tonka. Uh, no, she's, <laughs> she finds a family who is um, Julia Stiles is the mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Cogshall, who was also in Prey. Did he play? I don't know who he was actually. One of probably the French, one of the, yeah, probably, probably one of the Frenchmen. Yeah, yeah. one of the French ones. Um, so it is. Um, it's interesting because the whole time, even if the movie didn't wasn't like up to my standards of like a cool, you know, twisty, scary movie or whatever, mm-hmm. with a nice hook. Even if it, it lacked in a lot of areas, the when I was kind of lost in that, I could always focus on like, wow, man, they really made her look like a kid right here. And they put her in, they did some forced perspective stuff like they did with the hobbits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other actors were on these huge like platform shoes to make her look super short and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's no, there's no CGI. It's all practical effects. Really. Yeah. None of it is like uh, added in post or whatever. It's all done practically. Yeah. So it's just good makeup, good uh, costume design and like some forced perspective stuff. And it, it works pretty damn good. There's only a couple times where I'm like, okay, that's an adult. 
Oh, okay. The rest of the time, it's like, this is good. It's pretty so you, impressive. So you said this movie is a prequel. Does it explain her uh, thirst for killing? No. She's just insane, okay. basically. I mean, I guess that's the explanation. That's a little, that's a little is disappointing. She, is she the main character? It still follows her. There is a twist probably at the beginning of the third act or maybe halfway through the second act that adds some more character development to some other characters that make you go like, oh, that's cool. I didn't see that coming. So there is more to the story than just, isn't this crazy? we got a 30-year-old playing a 10-year-old. That's crazy, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> ultimately, the gimmick of Furman playing a quote-unquote 10-year-old again really worked for me, but I can see that some naysayers may hate it. Was it better or worse than the first one? Uh, slightly worse, in my opinion. Okay. Some people might like this better just because there is a kind of a weird... I don't want to call it a twist, but there's an interesting reveal halfway through that makes the story a little bit fuller. Mm -hmm. um, and it ends up kind of turning a little bit campy fun, even mm -hmm. though it's played pretty serious at the beginning and it doesn't really work. Once they lean into that, I was like, keep going in that direction. It could have been really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just kind of like went back into a traditional slasher sort of thing. So, mm. um, so there's that. And then the, the last one I'm going to talk about is also from Saban Films. Mm. Saban. And how do you guys feel about uh, Justin Long. Justin Long? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so goddamn serendipity. It's, it's like serendipity right now because when you were talking about the shark movie, it was directed by Justin Lee, and I was just like, oh, yeah, Justin Long. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that guy. Justin Lee? I mean, Long? Mm. <laughs> How do I feel about it? I mean... He's, he's a good actor. He's, he's a good actor. He's what good, I guess, whatever he's in. Dodgeball. Okay. Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. He for me, he's one of these actors that I could take in small doses. Yeah, right. Tusk. Part of the big appeal, the negative appeal of Tusk was it's too much, too much long. Yeah, it's too much. Just too much long. Too much long. Yeah, too long, and it's too much long. It's like he plays that dopey douche character really well. Yeah, and my favorite. I will say stringy though, hair. My favorite Justin Long role is in the Sasquatch Gang. I haven't seen that. Or as as uh the. <laughs> In Portlandia, when he plays Nina's, oh no, his like mom's boyfriend or Nina's boyfriend or something like that. Yeah, basically, it looks like Carrie Brownstein. Yes, with the mustache, but <laughs> it's, it's just just a long. Does, he I love. Does yeah, look he's related, great, and that's the joke is that they look alike. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite uh, Justin Long role is in um, Galaxy Quest. Before, oh yeah, before that's he, right. Before he became insufferable. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so House of Darkness is um, it's in theater September 9th. Mm -hmm. and it's streaming on demand September 13th. So this is upcoming. Wow. This is written and directed by Neil LeBute, who did In the Company of Men, Nurse Betty, The Wicker Man, the most recent one, Yeah, and Lakeview Terrace. None the of Samuel those, Jackson movie? Lakeview Terrace, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like he's the neighbor and... Is, Patrick Wilson is the... the I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So it stars Justin Long. It stars Kate Bosworth. Oh, <laughs> And uh, Gia Crovatine, who I looked familiar, but I know I can't. Crovatine. Crovatine. Drink Crovatine. <laughs> also, a very small cameo by Lucy Walters. Um, but this is a, it's basically like a chamber piece um, okay. or, uh, with Justin Long is in the center of it. So oh. I think that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be the barrier entry for most people in this. Um, okay. He's not particularly likable, which is kind of the point of his douchebag character in this. He, yeah. he basically, he plays like a, a single, you know, um, professional dater, you know, goes to the bar, pick up a girl, hook oh, up, never call him. So oh. kind of like Colin Farrell's character in the phone booth. Yeah, very similar to, yeah, he's, he even yeah. wears a suit with the tie undone and stuff. Very yeah. like snappy, douchey dialogue. 
Um, they don't lean as much into that. It kind of reveals character a little bit more that it, near the end. But he's picks up this girl at a bar, and she's like, yeah, let's go back to my house. You don't see any of that. You just see them driving up to her castle. And he's like, wow, you really do live in the country. What is this? And it's a fucking, like, straight up castle and he goes inside it's like Bram Stoker's exactly it looks like you're, and you're like what and he's he starts grilling her like what do you do what do you you know it's your, your family's house and she's like no it's my house so are you like rich or what and she just talks in a very mysterious way um so there's very little like break from his douchey character though um mm-hmm. the house that it's set in is legitimately awesome and the, and the lighting of the movie really matches it it's really well lit mm-hmm. um it looks great um, and it's it's super satisfying in the visual aspect. Uh, Kate Bosworth, she's very intriguing. She's beautiful in her role, um, and she's very like um, magnetic. Her character is like almost like from a different age. Like she's foreign or something, but she's mm-hmm. just this white woman. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, wow, did you grow up in Europe or something? And she, the way she talks is almost she's like she's Quaker, you know? <laughs> she's a Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, serious, <laughs> kind of. Like she'll say say something like, um, like he'll say. Um, Oh, um, a friend texted him or something like that. And she's like, Oh, is, um, you know, do you need to take that? He's like, Oh, it's not important. I don't even know who texted me. She's like, you don't know who texted you. It's like, I mean, it's one of my friends. She's like, Oh, okay. So you just lied to me. He's like, well, it just, I don't, and it's not really a lie. I don't know why I said it. And she's like, so are you a liar? <laughs> oh, she just, Oh, geez. and he's like, I'm not, a, I, mean, I have lied, but I wouldn't call myself a liar. And she goes, okay, so you're a liar. That's okay. I oh just want to. I just want to set the foundation. And he's like, <laughs> that's fucking you're, creepy. You're intriguing, and she's hot. She's smoking hot. Yeah. And um, so ultimately, it's a really quiet and slow building piece that really didn't have enough meat on it in the story uh, to justify me like really strong recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt more like a piece of like the VHS uh, anthology series. Oh, okay. But made it into a full length. It should have been like a 20 minute thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wonderfully shot. Not a whole lot of substance for the story, but... Um, how long, how long is it? It's 85 minutes. 85 minutes? Yeah, I mean, e- yeah. even at that, it's just still it's too long. It's probably too long. It's just yeah. not enough. And it's, you could tell they probably made it on less than a million dollars. One, one single location. They rented a castle and shot it there, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks. And Oh, Justin. What are you doing? <laughs> People who like Justin Long should go see this. It's called, uh, again, it's co- this is called Ooh. House of Darkness. <laughs> a Justin Long chamber piece, my favorite. Yeah, so when, when I saw the thing, when I saw, like, the screener come through, I was like, hmm, Ella Butte, good name. Kate Bolivar's good name. About Justin Long though, <laughs> how much is he in this? First build, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. T- take that information for what you will. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Uh, well, this week I'm the one with the update. Oh shit! <laughs> I like the Ezra Miller has been arrested again in Hawaii. Ezra Miller was arrested. Ezra Miller clearly needs help. Because they've been out in Hawaii harassing people. Ezra Miller terrorizing people has been taken to a whole new level as more disturbing details. But in Hawaii, they got the flat. Caught up with Ezra Miller, who was at a bar. Things Ezra Miller Watch 2022. Yes, this time I am the one with the news on Ezra Miller. Goodness. And this is sort of Ezra Miller, but also Warner Brothers news. Okay. And the Flash news. Okay. Um, so last week, our update for Ezra Miller was that they were seeking treatment or help. Uh, and there was an apology issue of sorts. 
uh, by Ezra Miller. Um, yeah. By Ezra Miller's publicist. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, it was a very publicist uh, statement. Um, and so now they are in, in meetings with the leadership over at Warner Brothers to course correct the Flash movie and get that movie back on track for a release uh, of sorts. Um, and this comes with um, uh, something that's been going on at Warner Brothers Studios called funeral screenings. Oh boy! Oh yeah, I heard about this for uh, Batgirl and um, other. I think this movie, although it's not te- technically dead yet, um, I don't think it will be. I think they are really trying to make this movie. Come, yeah, they spent almost two hundred million dollars come to fruition, um, and um, basically they are just in talks uh, with the with the actor, or I mean, yeah, with the actor too. Um, Make sure things go according to plan. So essentially, Ezra's playing ball now. Um, yeah, essentially. I mean, uh, from, based on this article, who knows what the conversations? Um, are no, like. that movie's coming out. Yeah, they, they spent two hundred million dollars on that movie. It's coming out, and it's also from what I'm understanding is that movie is like pivotal <laughs> for the DCEU <laughs> universe. Um, so the actor uh, apparently. Uh, he has. Uh, they have said uh, they have not minded the stream of bad headlines, but they were <laughs> they were spooked by the notion of the film getting canceled, and jolted to take action. Jolted, like that. For yeah, <laughs> I don't mind people talking about how I've been grooming children across the country, yeah. but if they cancel my movie, that's it. I gotta uh, do something. I gotta do something. Course correct. One source <laughs> says that they care about the Flash. It's one of their favorite characters to play. Um, obviously details of these meetings have not really been revealed much. Um, but the people that, um, they're meeting with, um, were Warner Brothers film chairs, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, who sound very, uh, important. (laughs) Those names sound very important. Um, and, uh, no comments on these meetings from Warner Brothers or Miller's representatives. Um, but what drew me to this article was that the test screenings? They're doing test screenings um, for this movie for the Flash. Mm-hmm. For the is Flash, it, is, it, yeah. is there a title or is it just called the Flash? I think it's just called the Flash. Huh. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but it has been receiving some of the highest scores at test screenings since Nolan's Dark Knight movies. Whoa, oh, interesting. And execs and creatives believe they have a critical and box office hit on their hands that lives up to those. Scores those levels of mm. of goodness. Jeez, Louise. So that's why they're that's why they're not abandoning it. Yeah, yeah. they're like we we got it we got it with this one. <laughs> I swear, Ezra, you kill like three or four more people, we're gonna shut this thing down. <laughs> we're gonna push the release date to next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what really drew me to the article was seeing seeing that seeing that part of it and then reading yeah the stuff was interesting. How do they do test screenings like that? Like who? It's just in studio test screenings. Like I I don't know who is invited to these test screens and just regular people I, I probably like yeah people other writers and other writers like other producers people who work for warner brothers make, yeah. make almost like an internal review yeah and then they get all the yes men in the room wow great we got it better than dark knight <laughs> you did it <laughs> oh God, please let me keep my job 
Yeah. <laughs> they know that there's, round, there's rounds of firings on the horizon. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Ezra Miller's standing in front of the screen watching all, watching them all watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, he has his arms folded, like, like no. his brow furrowed. No, even worse, there's a gun trained on the audience. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just have a rifle pointed out. Oh, yeah, it's like a hidden life. There's uh, two buttons on the, each of the chairs that say, do they, that says, do they like the movie? And there's a button that says yes, the other button says yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one says no. No, but it's connected to a car battery that's wired to your chair. Yeah. <laughs> it shocks yeah. the shit out of you. Well, that's um, really interesting that um, it's been uh, testing so highly. I mean, especially to go to the the levels of the Dark Knight. Like, that's... Yeah. It I doesn't mean, say the Dark Knight specifically. It just says the Dark Knight tr- uh, movies. But, I okay. mean, the, they're still those are still pretty high held in high regard yeah um so i I, I wasn't i was not really looking forward to a flash movie but based on that information damn i might go see it yeah the movie still apparently has a long way to go before it's released um so who knows what's left to like do on like post-production if there's any like production still that needs to happen reshoots or pickup shots or anything like that unrendered uh CGI CGI flash running, which is like a clay molding that's running across a <laughs> clay looking city, a grid of a city. Yeah, they have to they have to uh, CGI CGI out the smile off of Ezra's face anytime someone's being hurt on screen. I remember at one time I watched a, a early version of X Men Origins, mm-hmm. oh, the old yeah. movie. Yep, and nothing. Uh, also a Hulk movie, like the uh, the brute. Bruce Banner? No, Eric Banner. Eric, Eric Banner. Banner. Ang Lee's Hulk movie. Yeah. Where it was like, a, it was not a finished version of the movie. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen and it was just like the gray Hulk jumping through like a gray <laughs> sky because it was not completely finished. Yeah, I did I did pirate the uh, X-Men Origins movie as well. For um, shame, Tyler. <laughs> swarm, swarm, For shame. swarm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, seeing the unrendered CGI was a little bit jarring. Yeah, and then and then uh, when I, the Origins movie, uh, you, there's a scene where Wolverine's in the bathroom looking at his claws, and it looks like in the in the <laughs> version that I watched, it was like it looked like Roger Rabbit claws. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna fix that. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, they didn't fix it. It's, it's, about, fix it's about the same. <laughs> they didn't fix it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's pretty much all the news uh, that I had. Um, but one more thing, one more of a personal news. Uh, oh, cool. I've made it to, I've run up that hill to the age of 30. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're, yeah, you made it. To the first hill. And it's all downhill. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Um, Tyler, are you 32 now? Am I 32? 30, 30 as well. Yes, I I, I have reached the that three o in April. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was a while yeah. ago. So we're so all we're two all, thirds of us have are 30. Yeah, one day one day I'll get 30. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all in a, in an advancing age right now, and congratulations, Joseph, for yes. surviving uh, three decades on our uh, planet Earth. Yep. And uh, it yeah it does. Do you have anything you're like any words of wisdom to the audience? Um, he only turned thirty yesterday. You better get busy living or dying or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just kill yourself. We do not condone that on this show, Joseph. Uh, no, not no, really. No, I mean, says we're no, no. longer babies. Yeah, no. we're yeah, not, we're we're uh, we're young adults. I have something to no. tell you, Milk. I have not been a baby for a while. Yeah, a while. My innocence was smashed. 
yeah. after I watched fucking E.T. at three years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to say Titanic is the one movie that uh, smashed my innocence after really? seeing uh, Kate Winslet's uh, bosoms. <laughs> you're, uh, you're like, why is my blanket lifting up off my I was lap? just like, yeah, I, I was just like, oh, that's... It is kind of interesting, though, to be to like see the number of my age on like paper mm-hmm. and like <laughs> the number. It, it, it's really weird to like think that I am a now that number. Mm-hmm. I've lived that many years yeah um and it's just because number, like man because the, it's, just it's like the way i feel is like i don't feel like i should be 30 like i don't feel like i deserved it <laughs> <laughs> i've basically just been floating i did not deserve time. this age you know like the the age like money with inflation i feel like age with inflation it's like it's like yeah i'm 30 but like i'm still at like i'm in like the 22 <laughs> to 25 range in terms of maturity yeah. and like having my shit together it's called arrested development joseph yeah you haven't developed yet your your body is 30 years old but you're still living somewhere in your early 20s yeah, exactly. yeah I, th- I think i'm still like in the uh dark ages. Seven, 17 <laughs> to 19 range <laughs> yeah those a uh, couple yeah. years of mono basically just reset the etch a sketch that's right you that's get held right. back in in like mental years yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it was hell <laughs> how dare you um but yeah that's all the news i have that's all the gavin chatter we got let's move on to some stream bit movies you watch a movie yes yes disney plus oh hbo max if i don't get the pick show's over i have grown accustomed to hulu plus amazon prime i like netflix you found the pick Stream picks. Time to pick some streams. Tyler, what do you have to recommend? Yeah, so I uh, revisited a movie from my childhood. Uh, it is from 1994. This is The Crow, uh, starring Brandon Lee. Your childhood? Yeah, yeah. You were two when it came out. Well, I mean, I watched it when I was like older. It, Got yeah, it. when I was yeah, <laughs> not too. Be weird if it was the other way around. I mean, <laughs> I don't it. know if I, I watched t- it in '88 before I was born. I mean, I don't know if I spun this yarn before, but uh, my mom took me to see uh, Jurassic Park while I was still in the womb. You did say that, yeah. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, so I I wouldn't be surprised if I watched The Crow when but I was. But if you seen it once, old. you said you haven't really seen it, right? That <laughs> is absolutely correct. Um, but I have seen it more than once. Um, so this is streaming on Showtime. The Crow is, uh, everyone kind of knows what it's about. It's about a guy, uh, Brandon Lee's character, Eric Draven, who gets, uh, which is, by the way, which is a fantastic name. Like <laughs> Eric Draven. Draven. Can you believe that? Draven. That's awesome. Uh, this is based on a comic book series uh, by uh, James O'Barr. Um, I haven't read the comic book, uh, but I have heard really great things about it. I've been meaning to mm, check it out. Graphic novel, actually. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Fine. I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a comic book series. Um, so uh, a poetic uh, guitarist, Eric Draven, is brought back uh, to life. Graphic novel, actually. <laughs> a little late. Is brought back to life by a crow a year after he and his fiance are murdered. The crow guides him through the land of the living and leads him to his killers. Knife thrower Tintin. <laughs> funk boy. What? what you, or no, not what funk boy. Uh, fun boy. I'm going through all the people he goes and uh, slays. Oh, okay. So we have <laughs> fun boy, T-bird, and the unsophisticated skank. All right. 
<laughs> Those are such ridiculous names. But the movie is so it's it, it's it definitely brings a punch of uh nostalgic nineties like vibes and I think it's really well done. The soundtrack is awesome, as well as like the noir feeling of the whole film. Like it's a very it's a very dark film. Like it's constantly raining the whole time. And then, of course, uh, uh, Brandon Lee's uh, makeup is just iconic with the whole um, the white face and the black makeup and like the whole like almost like Glasgow smile sort of uh, 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 lipstick. I guess is that would have called. Have you seen any of the the weird sequels? No, I I've have seen not. This, I've seen the second one. <clears throat> Milk City of Angels. Milk I, says there's a ton, and so I looked it up. Yeah, and there, I think there's like three. City of Angels in '96, Salvation '2000, starring Kirsten Dunst. Yes, yes, that's right. I forgot. The Crow was. Wicked Prayer 2005. I don't know. Never. I went that far. I didn't, the Crow yeah, I didn't. Stairway to Heaven 1998. That, no, that's a series actually. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh God, that's awful. And then, um, and then the new one that's going to be coming out with uh, Bill Scars Scarsgard Sarsgard as Scarsgard Scarsgard as uh, Brandon Lee's character. Yeah, yeah. I um, the crow. I'm actually cautiously optimistic about that. I think. I think. Just be optimistic. Now, Just what be awesome. Why are you going to be, be caught? It'd be great. Be, 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 be cautious. <laughs> well, because <laughs> they, they were going to make a Jason Momoa crow movie. Uh, yes, they were. And I actually think Jason Momoa can play a good. Crow, uh, Eric Draven. <laughs> <laughs> he could play a good crow. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Like, he plays a good the crow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, uh, just uh, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Brandon Lee, who died on the set. Um, I know. Sucks. So yeah, it's over, Skink. I'm the crow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember that part. That was a good. That was a good scene. <laughs> And of course, I'm gonna get a bunch of leers and uh, just I'm gonna say a fucking word. Furrowed brows. I'm not gonna say one word. My microphone's going away from my mouth. It's gonna be a lot of furrowed brows. For what? Is my next, next streaming pick? My next streaming pick, and and I'm not jiving anyone. It is uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark streaming on Showtime. Why even bring it up? By, Why uh, even mention it? Because it's so good. No, it's he's, so... He, he brings it up because he needs to pat himself on the back for watching two movies in one week. <laughs> That's not true at I all. I finally That's not did it. I watched two movies. I checked three, I guess, for our review movie. That's true. I, I did watch three movies. Um, I just I just wanted to touch on Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I wanted to say, as I what was... What do you have to say that hasn't as been said I, already? As I was driving to uh, the Abeda studio to record this very show, uh, I was thinking... After I watched it, I was like, this is a damn near perfect movie. I can't think of anything wrong with the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, it, it has, if it's it's a movie that the story would continue to happen even if Indiana Jones wasn't in it. <laughs> what do you mean? Very, I don't very much so. I but, mean, yeah, pretty much. But yeah. it, it, we're, we're, I, don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. <clears throat> I think we should have an entire, you should do an entire retrospective like pre-record something so you can have all your thoughts in a row and tell us why it's a perfect movie. And then I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. The setup. We have time for that. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> but we'll, if, but, we'll get into it later. Basically, but, what, it, the stuff that happens like at the end of the movie that still would have happened without Indiana Jones. 
I guess the only thing yeah, you could say it, that he might have helped with is when he goes into the pit and like lines up the thing and they're mm-hmm. like, thank you very much, Indy. We'll take that now. And they leave him in the pit. Yeah. It's like, other than that, it's could have been the entire thing. He I was mean, not even there for the part. I'm going to, the t- Nazis were already in uh, Miriam's bar. They were going to get that thing one way or the other. Yeah. And they ended up getting it anyway. They got it anyways. And then well, they, they, did, they, they didn't it? get it. He just got burned on his hand and they had they a it. partial, they, got it. they, they had a partial uh, print <clears throat> anyways. <laughs> Before I relinquish my time to Pete, my favorite scene is the um, the guy with the sword. He like swings the sword, mm-hmm. and then um, Harrison Ford. He was suffering from uh, what was it? Hangover? Uh, no, it was <laughs> <laughs> stomach flu. No, it was like dysentery. No, no, dysentery. Dysentery. Yeah, that's what it was. He the was poops? suffering. He had the poops. Yeah, he was. Fuff- he was suffer- shitting and farting. <laughs> he was suffering from dysentery, and he uh, for that uh, shooting of that day, and he just you can tell like he was so tired. He didn't want it. He he had wanted to do nothing, and so he like when he turns around and he sees the guy. He's just like super like fatigued and he just pulls out his gun and just pow. <laughs> just like Great, that. just the greatest, greatest uh, uh, orchestrated scene in an <laughs> action movie. It's, so it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's the greatest. It's good. <laughs> that's a bold. That's a bold take. All right. That, that, that's not a bold take. I that's think- a. I think it's racist. I think it's uh, how is it wrong? <laughs> oh, Indiana Jones racist? just kills colored people the entire time. <laughs> you're br- br- so you're brown and you deserve to die. You're standing between me and my treasure. It belongs <laughs> in the museum. Saying, how about it belongs buried where it stayed for three thousand years? Indiana. <laughs> he was threatening him. Fucking British people. I know, I know he's not British. <laughs> yeah, no, he isn't. But anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, The Crow and then Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, both streaming on Showtime. Please check them out. I encourage, <laughs> nay, demand every classmate who uh, is hearing this to check those out. Pete? Good? All right. Okay, so I got a couple couple movies that uh, disappointed me this week. Nice. Uh, first movie was uh, it's called Glorious. Glorious. It's called Glorious? Called Glorious. Yeah, it just was released on Shutter, and it is a, another chamber piece, mm. an even smaller chamber. In this case, it's not a castle. It is set in a truck stop bathroom. That's right, <laughs> now a truck you're stop bathroom. My language. Um, so it is a it's a two hander starring um, what is this guy's name? Ryan Quentin. He's the guy from True Blood that looks like our buddy Ryan. Um, oh, I know you're talking yeah, about. him. Yeah, yeah, and the voice of J.K. Simmons in the stall next door. <laughs> what? what? That's right. And glorious refers to the glory hole that is on the wall in the divider between their two stalls. Oh, <laughs> so they're in the bathroom the, the entire tr- time. Yeah. Well, at the very beginning, he's dri- <laughs> the guy's main character is driving to on a road trip. He like you, you're kind of shown that he's like broken up with his girlfriend or something like that and he has all his stuff packed in his car and he's like on the road chops this truck stop yeah drinks a bunch of booze next to like a little fire mm-hmm. he's clearly a man under the end of his rope and uh, he wakes up and his pants are all burned up he's like oh man there. so he goes to the bathroom and he cannot get out of the bathroom now 
and stuck in this. Uh, he, he, he's trapped in there. He's trapped in the bathroom because in the stall next to him At least is, he has a, water. is a Lovecraftian creature god voiced by J.K. Simmons. What? <laughs> this movie was disappointing? Yes, because with that tagline and all that setup, I was like, this is going to be fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't wait. And uh, it, there was some cool stuff in it, but I think that the main actor was, um, he just, he was a, not a, capable enough for the role because you really got to like him and Simmons. Mm. And Simmons brought it as usual. He's got yeah. that deep baritone, yellow Eminem voice. And <laughs> and the other guy is like, he, he was okay. It's okay. He was, just, I was, I was like, I wanted a little bit more and it was very low budget. Yeah. And I really, for a low budget movie, I dug it. Um, but, uh, don't go in with super high expectations. Just go in kind of blind and, and look for, uh, I don't know, something different. So, right. so this is called glorious. It's streaming on shutter. It's it's only 79 minutes long. Oh, wow. So it is very quick. Thank God. It felt like longer though. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know. Some people were going gaga over this movie. It just did. It just missed. The, I missed the boat just a little bit. There was mm. some cool stuff, but all, overall I was like, eh. Um, um, I rewatched good time, uh, for walk the cinema, uh, this podcast uh -huh. I was on just recently. Oh um, yeah. That and it is even better the second time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Safdie Brothers yes, one, right? Safdie Bros. And that's yeah. um so that's that's streaming on Showtime 2017. Uh, if you liked Uncut Gems, you'll love a uh, good time. If you like being uncomfortable, you'll like good time. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I did not particularly <clears throat> like Uncut Gems except for Sandler's uh, performance, which was great, mm -hmm. but Good Times, I was much more. Um, you didn't like. You, what 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 about Uncut Gems? Do you not like? I don't know. I think that I think it was just a little weak in the plot. You know, like, you know what that's code for, Joseph? Anti-Semite. <laughs> How dare you? Too much Jewish stuff in it. How <laughs> dare you? I'm a, I, it's I, so it's it's like everything that's great about Good Time, like cranked to eleven. I don't know about that. I think okay. good time. I think good time was a lot. It, so I know what they were trying to go for with uncut gems in good times, so like to like have that like anxiety inducing sort of mood. I think good times really captures like that anxiety more than uncut gems because with I, uncut, I, ha gems, I have to I have to disagree. Really, it's, it's way more anxiety inducing for with uncut. But at the same time. There's a lot of really interesting stuff about the movie, and I'm not almost spending much more time on this. Um, but uh, the the characters are designed for you to like in their head, they're heroes, both of them. Connie from Good Time, and uh, I can't remember his name, Adam Sandler's character from Uncut Her Gems, uh, Her Herb or Art or something like that. Herb Ed. Anyways, yeah, he's they they in their head, they're just trying to do the best thing they can. They're the heroes. They're like, I'm just gonna. Pay, make this big bet because I have this thing and I'm going to win all this money for my family. And then Connie's just like, I'm going to, I don't care who, how many people I have to ruin life. I have to ruin. I'm going to save my brother. That's a noble thing. It's like, ah, like not really a little bit more, I guess, but still. Yeah. It's like, there's questionable. Yeah. So in their heads, they, uh, they are the heroes in their story in, right. instead yeah. of like a traditional bad guy. That's like, he's a bad guy and he knows he's being an asshole. It's like almost like, well, I'm going to do the right thing. And it's like, what, what do they need with the money? I, I need it more than they do or whatever. So there's all this weird justification there. And um, so, yeah, that's streaming on Showtime. 
almost uh, so fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, my second movie that was disappointing this week was recommended by Jason from Binge Movies last week. Vampire Boys streaming oh. on Tubi. <laughs> there is vampires in this movie and there are boys in this movie. <laughs> and there are two Huangs and two birds in full view <laughs> in the same... Oh, my God. In the same frame. Yeah. <laughs> two wangs in the same frame. Two wangs in the same frame. That's right. That's going to be your uh, the uh, find your frame tomorrow. <laughs> two wangs. Just, what is this? Um, yeah, this is not good. This is one of f- four movies in two years that I've rated half star on Letterboxd. Oh. It is bad. It is ungood. It says, I my review... Is just uh, no one is allowed to say a single bad thing about Twilight while this exists. <laughs> Fuck, it's bad. And uh, and then there was a. Did it come out in the same like time range as Twilight? Mm, nah, I don't think so. It's 2011. It's a little, oh, okay, uh, so a little bit. It then. wasn't a knockoff, but it's 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 almost like a softcore porn, softcore gay porn. <laughs> so you know, if that's your thing. Go for it. Um, and then the a fun vampire movie that I did watch is streaming on Netflix right now called Day Shift, starring Jamie Fox. Day shift. Jamie Foxx and uh, Dave Franco. Mm. This is well. So it ended up looking better or being better than it looked. This is a really hard one to to grade because there were some legitimately fun things in it, and then there were some god awful things in it. Oh, okay. There's some really bad jokes that went nowhere, and there's some really <laughs> shitty like composition of some of these shots. It's just really ultra predictable in certain times and like the story doesn't make sense at times um but there's some times that i'm like oh fuck that was really good that's a great piece you know that one segment is so damn good you know it it makes me hard i I don't want to be too hard on it because there's some gold in there and then there's some some shit so there's notes of sam raimi there's notes of robert rodriguez Mm -hmm. um but dave franco was totally miscast completely miscast he could have been a completely different person yeah. Um, and it would have been probably much better. So he's trying to play like a dork, like an unsure nerd. And he's had too many roles where he's this beefcake cock of the walk frat bro. And it's really hard for to, like to take him serious in this like, oh, yeah, I can't believe people don't like me. What do you mean? I'm, you know, I'm dressed for the job and I'm wearing a casual blazer. You know, so and it's like okay, a casual well, blazer. Yeah. You're a vampire hunter boy, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I don't know. It's I think it's worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, expect some shitty parts, but there's some co- pretty cool stuff. And the really kind of a weird twist of the vampire thing is the I like the world building. Let's just say that mm-hmm. yeah, they build this weird like vampire hunters union that they're a part of. And, it's like Daybreakers. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh. Um, but uh, the uh, the vampires are like contortionists. Like the way they fight, they fist fight with the vampire hunters. Oh yeah, they had actual contortionists. Yeah, they yeah. use real contortionists on set and. Boy, did they get their money's worth because every fucking fight has someone back twisting into a pretzel and then kicking them from upside down. And you're what like, the hell? it was pretty cool. They probably overused that a little bit, but. Um, well, we got them. We got to use them. Yeah, they're here. Fucking, well, he's paid, yeah. paid the same one way or the other. It's like the drone shots. In I know. Man. So, um, so that was, uh, it was entertaining enough. I, I, I'd give it a recommend. Um, okay. That's it. Cool. Um, I only got one stream pick this week and ironically is entitled the one. Oh. oh is that the Jet, uh, Jet Li's Li? the one yeah and uh this is a movie that i have seen before when i was a child 
this movie came out in 2001. Yeah. Um, and this is a movie that I used to think was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I haven't seen it probably in over 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, basically, it's one of the earlier movies. I'm sure there's probably earlier movies, but it's one of the earlier movies that I can see that brings up the concept of the multiverse. Um, because essentially the plot is there is a a rogue multiverse agent. There's a whole agency that is that is dedicated to like policing the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So like um, they are like the ones who are in charge of and and like make decisions on the ones. they monitor the multiple timelines of the, okay. of the multiverses. Yeah, and an agent. A, a version of Jet Li's character goes rogue and is going into all of the different universes and killing his version, that universe's version of him, hmm. and basically absorbing the power of that of that person. Wait a second, I'm on board with multiverse jumping. I'm on board with killing your your interdimensional other. Yeah, but absorbing their power, and it's not like <laughs> I don't know, and, and, and it's not like a process that he does. It's like. He just kills him, and then he just automatically gains more power. Yep. Unbelievable. Don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, another agent, and he's not, he's, a, he's not an agent. He's a, like a LAPD or LASD <laughs> cop. What's LASD? What's San that? Diego. Oh, okay. So he's an LA San Diego cop. <laughs> Los, Los Angeles San, San Diego, Diego cop. <laughs> LASDPD. Um, but uh, yeah, he he is just like a cop, like a like he's on SWAT. And as long as yeah. well as with this rogue agent getting all all the power, this regular like SWAT member <clears throat> is also gaining strength and getting faster. What? Yeah. Okay. Because like all the power is not is being delved between them two. Eventually, like the, that's how it works, I guess, in this world. <laughs> is that like the less the less of you there are, like that gets killed in that universe. Oh, okay. The power gets transferred over. To, oh, so his a version of him is one of the guards. No, it's just like anybody. You don't have to have like the same job or anything. Okay, but what I'm saying is that like there's two Jet Lees. One of them is the guard, and one of them is this rogue guy. Yes. So them two are getting powerful. Yeah, but but that one guy doesn't know why. He just wakes up one day and his dick's bigger. <laughs> yeah, like 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 goes to pet his kitten and kills it. It's literally <laughs> so Carlo Car, Carla Gugino plays like his wife. Okay, and she's like, she's she's like you know people get older and slower. They don't get stronger and faster. <laughs> an aptest uh, deduction so it's Carla like Gugino. so it's like a lot of stuff that like went yeah, over well, my maybe head maybe I've been working out a lot of stuff that went over my head as a little kid when I was watching this I was like oh cool fight scenes <laughs> and like ooh disturbed <laughs> ooh <laughs> ooh Papa Roach that's, that's, gonna, that's going on the board that's, a, that's, that's another aspect of this movie is that has, the soundtrack is filled with like Drowning Pool Disturbed Papa Roach <laughs> And a bunch of other bands like that. Okay. And that there oh, are like climactic great. moments. Like new metal. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Is um, there any deft tones? Uh, I don't think so. No, that's Queen of the Dead soundtrack. You think? Oh, that's, that's so right. that's Queen of the Damned. That's basically what the yeah, movie is about. The this movie, this the agent goes after him and then finds out that oh, this guy's hard to kill, and so they are the ones, the ones that are end up fighting each other. Um, and this stars Jet Li, Carlo Gugino, Jason Statham with hair. Oh wow! <laughs> and Delroy Lindo. Hey, Delroy Lindo. 
And Jason Statham and Del Lindo are like partners in like for the multiverse agency uh-huh. that are tracking down the uh Eulaw is the guy's name, is the the evil one's name. Eulaw? Eulaw. And it sounds like this movie held up. <laughs> no, so the reason why I'm bringing it up <laughs> is that uh it's really cheesy. Like like in the first scene of the movie, it looks like an like they took the gaffer from like the earnest movies. Oh wow. <laughs> Cause you have, it's like a prison cell and there's like purple lighting and it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, very cheesy. And, um, <laughs> the end of the movie, I'll spoil it right now. Have you guys seen this movie, right? I, I, I remember uh, it. I, I, okay. I have seen it, but I, yeah. I so the end of the movie remember. is like, they get hit, hit, he gets banished to the, the Hades realm or the Hades universe, basically, which is just a prison <laughs> universe. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> He gets he gets uh, uh, zooped there in a very painful process. Uh, that's what it looks like. Their bodies get like dissolved and like torn apart. Oh, that's right. I and do the, remember in, that. In like the transferring to a different universe. Um, and so he gets transferred there with a bunch of other prisoners. And then he like fights all of them and climbs on top of this pyramid, basically. And he goes, I will be the one. And then he, and <coughs> the end of the movie is him fighting all these prisoners. <laughs> Well, so yeah. they so they use the one uh, in the name. They use the, the one very end. Yeah, he goes, "I will be the one." It's Jet Li saying, "I will be the one," and then it just Wonderful. sort of ends. And then, um, and then Link, it ends. Lincoln Park comes on. <laughs> it's Papa Roach. It's, it's <laughs> Papa Roach. Have, have you guys Roach. have you seen that trend that's been out there? That's um, it's like Casablanca, but it's two thousand and seven. Oh yeah, and it ends with the Lincoln Park song as they're walking away. Yes, <laughs> no, I haven't. I saw one that was if Mac and Me was two thousand and seven. Yeah, exactly. And that was the going down the hill and falling into the water, and <laughs> it's just what I know. Yeah, in the end, no, not that one. It's no. it's the other one. It's the Transformers oh, one. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, the one dead. the yep. one is a fun movie. Hold on one second. Anyway, <laughs> we have no Tyler visual on the on the stream. It's fine. No one needs to see. My the yes, one we do. Is streaming on HBO Max. Okay. All right. So, uh, and it's only an hour and twenty-seven minutes long. That's why I watched it. It was short. <laughs> that was the only reason. Well, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get Tyler back on on the break. But uh, but yeah, the one streaming on HBO Max. That is the stream picks. Um, anything else? No, take uh, a break. All right. I don't think so. All right, thank you so much for joining us for this streaming edition of Gavin Chatter through Stab Comedy on Twitch. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast, and send us an email, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at podcastmcfc, and on TikTok at middleclassfilmclass. And follow us on Instagram at middleclassfilmclass, and leave us a voicemail, why don't you, at 209-730-6010. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Ooh, Disturbed. Cinema Recall is available everywhere. You find great podcasts. The hell was that? It's our voice promo guy. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast and on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. Vern, can we afford to have a voiceover guy? We can't afford not to. He used to be a voice guy for movie trailers, but now he just follows me around and gives me movie trailer narration. That's really sad. What? Now we're giving him purpose in life. He now has a reason to go on. 
Check out past episodes at cinemarecall.net. Promise it's fun! Thank <laughs> you.